0: Oh, clapping your hands, why don't you lift your voice and give God a shout of praise. Somebody be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12, verse 1. While you're turning there, let me say what an honor it is to be back with the wonderful saints of God of Bakersfield, and I'm going to tell you, if you are a visitor, there is nowhere else in this city that will love you like this church will love you, amen. Man, and I give honor today to your wonderful pastor. He is my friend. I've said it before, and it just makes sense. I loosen him up, and he tightens me up, so we make a good team. I love him, appreciate him, his wonderful wife and sister Parsley, and uh, (laughs) y'all don't call her that, only I can call her that, I hear y'all calling her that, you're going to get in trouble, we're going to come back and preach Hellfire and Brimstone or something, I don't know, figure it out, Uh, I love this wonderful family, aren't you thankful for the first family that God set here in Bakersfield? Exodus chapter 12, verse 1 And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb. Everyone say a lamb. According to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. Now it's not typically my preaching style to give you everything at once, but I'm just gonna read this verse and it's got it all in it. So you're getting it all right now, and we'll kind of flesh it out as we go. Verse four says, And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls and Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Amen. You can read the rest of this chapter. This is one of them long ones, and so I won't. But you can read the rest of this chapter and you will not find an instance where God says, if the lamb is too little for your house. He just gives us one instance, Brother Brock. He said, if the household is too little for your house, for the lamb, and then he gives us instruction what to do with it, from that on, from that point on. With that being said, I want to preach to this wonderful congregation today. This thought, leftover lamb, leftover lamb. Would you help me right now by lifting your hands to heaven, and ask God to help us? God, we love you. We thank you. We worship you. Give you glory. Give you honor. Give you thanks. Give you praise, God. There's nobody like you. You're so good. Come on, somebody help me pray in the Holy Ghost. Asking you, Lord, right now to have your way. Let the anointing of heaven set down in this house. Change us. Challenge us by your word. Touch us today. God, it's my prayer that you would fill somebody with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Evidence speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Would you clap your hands one more time unto the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Most of us today are probably familiar with Exodus chapter 12, as it is the institution by God of the Passover. Now, I I won't take very much time, but maybe there is someone here today that doesn't know the story, and so I just want to tell you that this is God's plan, God's idea to get his people out of bondage that have been living in bondage for over 400 years. I said that to simply say, your plan's not going to get you out of bondage. My plan won't get you out of bondage. Heaven forbid you call Congress. They can't get you out of bondage. It's the plan of God and the will of God and the way of God that can get you out of the bondage that you've been living in. I just tell somebody today, stop trying it your way and try it God's way. His way is perfect. His thoughts are above our thoughts. His ways are above our ways. This was God's plan. And in God's plan, he said, I want you to take a lamb per house and then you go into that house, you clean the lamb and you cook the lamb and you eat the lamb. And if the lamb be too much for your house, he said, I want you to take the lamb to your neighbor. And I hope we get to that and we get to preach about that some today. But again, I want you to get this seared in your mind that this is God's plan, and in God's plan, he said, you're not going to need more lamb. There is no instance where the lamb is not enough. I told you, I already gave it to you right there. I want you to know today that in 2024, there is still nothing that you will ever deal with that the lamb will not be sufficient for I know it's Sunday morning, but I just feel like preaching to somebody right now and telling you your marital struggle is not too big for the lamb. Your financial struggle's not too big for the lamb. The mental issues you've been dealing with are not too big for the lamb. The physical problem that you've had, it's not too big for the lamb. The lamb was enough then, and the lamb is enough now. You might need a backup plan, but let me tell you something. God don't need a backup plan. From the very beginning, the lamb has been enough. When I read my Bible... Through through this lens, I can't help but see that it is not a one-time occurrence, but rather this is a pattern throughout Scripture. This was preordained in the idea of God as the Israelites come to Goshen and Joseph would tell the Israelites when the Egyptians ask you what is your occupation, you need to tell them that you are herdsmen. And then the Bible plainly says for every shepherd is an abomination unto the Egyptians. Why is the shepherd an abomination to the Egyptians? Because I'm going to tell you, it's more than just carnality at play here. There's a spiritual world that is at work, and the spirit of Egypt knows that as long as you're connected to the Lamb, you have a way out. And the the spirit of the Egyptians always looks at the voice of the shepherd and says that is an abomination. The Egyptians don't want you connected to the shepherd because they know the shepherd will connect you to the Lamb. And as long as the voice of the shepherd is being heard in the land of Egypt. There is a way out. Can I preach to you this in 2024 terms today? The voice of the Egyptian says that church doesn't love you. That preacher just wants your money. They're brainwashing you. Nobody should be jumping like that. Nobody should be shouting like that. Nobody should be running like that. But the truth of the matter is, is Egypt knows that. The closer you get to the shepherd, uh, that means the closer you're getting to the lamb. Uh, And the closer you get to the lamb, uh, that means you're getting closer uh, to your deliverance. Uh, I want you to hear me today. You need to silence every voice uh, that says you don't need to go down to that church uh, and you need to connect yourself uh, to the the shepherd uh, because the shepherd uh, will connect you to the lamb. Hallelujah! It's not rules and regulations. The shepherd's connecting you to the lamb. It's not do's and don'ts. The shepherd is connecting you to the lamb. When the man of God gets in the pulpit and says, you must repent of your sins and get baptized in the name of Jesus and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, he's not being a tyrant. He's trying to connect you to the lamb because the shepherd knows if you're coming out of Egypt, you got to get connected. You gotta get connected to the Lamb. We're living in a world today that is more connected and disconnected at the same time than it's ever been. You don't believe me? Go sit down at lunch today with your family. See how long it takes for them cell phones come out. Ruh-roh. Uh-oh, preacher. You don't believe we're more connected and disconnected at the same time? You don't even know how to have a normal conversation anymore. It made me so mad. I was literally three foot out the door the other day, and my wife called me on the phone. She's in the house. I'm outside, three foot from the door. I said, baby, I can hear you through the wall. Don't call me. I'm right here. We're disconnected. And we're connected at the same time. You know what you need to do? You need to disconnect yourself from everything that's trying to keep you connected to Egypt. I know this is simple preaching this morning, but it's what God told me to preach. And I'm trying to preach somebody out of the bondage that you've been living in in your mind. And out of the bondage you've been living in in your family. I'm telling you it's time to connect yourself to the Lamb you think there's not enough, I want you to know that in my house, God said, I've got you some lamb, but I don't have just enough for you. I've got some for your neighbor. You're standing in a group with a group of people today that have ate from the lamb, and we're going to preach about this here in a minute, but thank God they didn't eat it all because there's some leftovers for you. God brought me out, and there's enough lamb to bring you out. God delivered me, and there's enough lamb to deliver you. God set me free. I wish I had some help on a Sunday morning. God set me free. God can set you free too. If you're sitting there wondering, I don't know if God can bring me out of what I'm in right now. You need to look around and realize uh, there's some people that had it just as bad uh, or as worse as you, uh, and God brought them out, uh, and he is more, uh, he is more than able uh, to bring you out of Egypt uh, if he... If he did it before, he can do it again. If he delivered from drugs and alcohol, he can do it again. I'm telling you, there's leftovers in this house. God can deliver you from every manner of bondage. Somebody ought to praise him right now to the manner according of how he delivered you. Hallelujah. I know y'all probably don't do this in California, but in the south where I live, everybody keeps leftovers and butter bowls and cool. I'm telling you today that setting on this all, I know this is simple. But it's good anyway. That's sitting on this altar. There's some southern butter bowls of deliverance. And there's some cool whip bowls. And they, they say gumbo's always better the second time. I'm going to tell you about deliverance. It's always better when you see God do it in your life. And then he turns around and does it for somebody else. I got a testimony. I'm trying to move on, but God won't let me right now. I got a testimony of the goodness of God. I got a testimony of the grace of God. I got a testimony uh, that I pulled up to the table, uh, and God, Jesus, has a table spread uh, where the saints of God are fed. I'm telling you today, you can come and dine uh, at the house of the Lord, uh, and there is enough for you. You belong. Uh, Don't you let the devil lie to you. You belong here. uh, There's a place at the table. (laughs) Peter writes about it when he said, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who was verily foreordained before the foundation of the world. That means if Peter is correct, before God said, let there be light, there was a lamb. Before God created the firmament, there was a lamb. Before God ever had this idea of fish and fowl, he had an idea of a lamb. And God, man, Christ Jesus, the idea of God, lamb that was prepared and the idea of of God for the foundation of the earth. He creates the earth. He creates a garden. He puts the first Adam in the garden. Adam fails. But there was enough lamb. Adam made a mistake, and God has to kick him out of the garden. But you have to understand the ideology of how God thinks at this time. God still thinks the same way. He just deals with it differently. God had Moses right. An eye for an eye. A tooth for a tooth. But the love of God is evident even in the Old Testament. Because by all means God could have killed Adam. But he didn't kill him. He covered him. Woo, help me Jesus. I want to preach that so bad right now. He had every right to take his life. But instead of taking it, he gave him life. But the cool thing about it is, Adam didn't eat all the lamb. Don't believe me? Because Cain comes along and Cain's a murderer, and Cain kills his brother, and by all rights it's an eye for an eye, and it's a tooth for a tooth, and God could have killed Cain, but because Adam couldn't eat all the lamb, God said Cain, there's enough left over for you. Can I preach to you that Cain couldn't even eat it all, because Enoch walked with God and was not, and Enoch didn't eat it all because Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, and when and when God looked down and seen a wicked and perverse generation, Noah was standing there at the table with his with his plate ready for some food. And God said, Noah, I got enough lamb left over from Adam and from Cain and from Enoch to cover you too. I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to spare you. I said that to say this right here. If you got what you deserved, you wouldn't be here today. Stop letting the devil convince you you don't deserve goodness and mercy. None of us do. Stop letting the devil convince you that you don't even deserve to come to church. None of us do. If I got what I deserved, God would have killed me. Well, thank God there was enough lamb. He didn't kill me. He covered me. I'm sorry, I get excited when I start thinking about the blood of Jesus. He said, you take that lamb and you kill that lamb and you cover the doorpost with that lamb. I'm gonna cover you when you couldn't cover yourself. I'm gonna save you when you couldn't save yourself. I'm gonna deliver you when you can't deliver yourself. We keep going through scripture. We keep seeing Abraham. God will prepare Himself a lamb. Only deal is, it wasn't a lamb at the top of that mountain. Am I in the book? Is that? Is that? what's in there. God will prepare Himself a lamb. And I what? It was a ram. And I wrestled with this. And I felt like I got a little bit of revelation on it. So I began to wrestle. As I began to study the difference, in rams. And lambs, his rams will make their way into the hierarchy by pushing and shoving. And lambs prefer to follow a leader who is meek and is humble. Ram made his way to the top of that mountain. And it was a pre it was a, a, a pre-ideology, if you will. It was a picture of Jesus in the garden. Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. I don't want to do this. It was a picture of pride. And there is nothing more humbling than being stripped and put on a cross and dying for someone else's sins. Ram makes his way to the top of the hierarchy by pushing and shoving. But a lamb leads by humility. That's why the Bible says, but he made of himself no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. The lamb seen the picture of Abraham. That ram was the pride of man. That ram was, oh, let me just preach it like this. I don't need God. That ram said, I got this. That ram said, I can do it on my own. I don't need no help. I don't need the church. Well, why are you here? I feel like I just got in somebody's bean patch for a minute. If you don't need him, why are you here? You know why you're here? Because there's an inner drive inside of you trying to get you to the place where you can eat some lamb. There's something inside of you that you might not even realize it's there, but it's bringing you to the moment where you sacrifice the ram on the altar. You sacrifice your pride and you sacrifice the idea that you don't need God so that the lamb can make a way for you. I'm here to tell you today there is enough. There's enough for the Babylonian captivity. There was enough for the Persian captivity. There was enough when we get into the New Testament. Thank God it wasn't just for the Hebrews. But he said, when you get done eating the lamb, you put it in your whipped cream bowl and you take it to your neighbor, the Gentiles. It's not just for the Hebrews, but it's for whomsoever will. I believe that's why in the book of Acts, when the in, in chapter 8, when Philip Comes alongside the Ethiopian eunuch. He was feeling conviction, but Acts 238 hadn't been written yet. He couldn't read. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That hadn't been put on paper yet, but he began to read and Philip showed up, the shepherd showed up and began to tell him understand this now, what you read and he couldn't understand it but you know what he was reading? He was reading Isaiah 53 and 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he opened. Open not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter as a sheep before her shearers was dumped. The Ethiopian eunuch uh, didn't know what he was feeling, uh, but he said, there's something about this lamb business, uh, and if I can just get connected to it, everything will be all right. And God sent the shepherd uh, to baptize. you don't understand what you're reading when you're opening up the Word of God, let me just, let me point this out one more time. You need the shepherd. You need to get connected to the lamb. You need to understand that conviction is for a purpose, and that is for the New Testament church. Conviction was poured out because there was enough lamb left over for you and for me. The world was changed. There was enough lamb when everything was going wrong, when everything was turned upside down. There was enough lamb. They looked at the lamb and the Bible says they tried to stone him but the lamb showed up with a little woman caught in the act of adultery and said ye without sin cast the first stone. They tried to throw the lamb off of a cliff the Bible says. They thought to throw him over the cliff but the Bible says that the lamb would show up to a little boy that was throwing himself in the fire and deliver him and prove yet again that there's enough lamb. They, they talked about the lamb, but the lamb came for those that had been talked about. The, they misunderstood the lamb, but there was enough, there was, the lamb came for them that was misunderstood. They, they beat him up, but he came for the ones that had been beat up for you to understand there is enough. Preacher, you don't know what I've done. musicians get ready to close. Y'all missed me, didn't you? You don't know what I've done, preacher. See, you're sitting up there in your suit and tie and raised in church and you you don't know what I've done. Well, it's interesting to me, scripturally, there's a man by the name of John. And the Apostle John is the only one that records John the Baptist saying, Behold the Lamb that taketh away the sin of the world. Letting me know. He had a revelation of who the Lamb was, Pastor. John had sat at the Last Supper with the Lamb and heard him say, This is my body, eat. This is my body, eat it. This is my blood. Shrink it. He knew who the lamb was. And in the book of Revelation, he gets beat up. He gets dipped in hot oil. He gets talked about. He gets misunderstood. And John begins to have a a moment where he sees into the things that are already but yeah, so what's that got to do with what? What I feel like. I I feel like God can't save me. I feel like I've done too much. Well, it has everything to do with it. Because John in Revelation chapter 5 says there was a book and it was sealed, seven seals. And I begin to weep. And if I have my eschatology correct, I believe that this is the end of time. Rapture of the church is gone. That happens in Revelation chapter four. I don't know what you believe on that. I'm just preaching what I believe, and you can straighten it out when I get done. This is not what you believe. Revelation chapter four, church is gone. So Revelation chapter five, it's after. It's, it's it's over. And John says there was nobody to open up these seven seals of wrath on the earth. He said, but I heard an elder. An elder started telling me, John. Try your eyes. There's one that's worthy. And he said, And I turned and I looked, and sitting on the throne was a lamb woo, as it had been slain. You know what that means? John was looking past your fail. He was looking past World War I and World War II and all the abortions and all the and all the alcoholism and all the drugs and all the abuse and all, all the stuff, all the sin. He was looking past all of that, and Pastor Bradford sitting on the throne. The lamb was still in one piece. That means I didn't need it all. And they didn't need it all. And they didn't need it all. But there was enough for you. Out the book of Revelation, thousand-year millennial reign, battle of Gog and Magog. And you know what John's still talking about when he's seeing God, but he's seeing Jesus. He's seeing him as the Lamb. He looked past February the fourth, two thousand twenty-four to a young lady that was invited to church and her world was a wreck and John said there was still enough lamb. He looked past a young man whose home life is turned upside down so he comes ride the bus because that's the only way he can escape the chaos. and he found out that was enough. I told y'all I only had one point today and I wanted to drive it home as hard as I could because there's somebody here today Is has got enough for me. I hear all these cool stories about how he saved them and he saved them. But here I am and I'm still in my dysfunction and I'm still dealing with all of this junk. My world is still turned upside down. I hear that God saves. I hear that God heals. I hear that God delivers. But will he do it for me? God sent this preacher all the way from J.S. Mississippi to tell somebody today he did it for you and he'll do it for you again and again and again. And again, you can't go so far that the Lamb can't come find you. You think it's coincidence that when Jesus is talking about people that have fallen away, he said it's like one that would leave the 90 and 9. He's trying to draw your attention back. He's trying to get you to understand this is you and me working together. This is the relationship shepherd Well It's not an accident. Woo. You hear that? that? That's the sound of some people. If I remember what it was like to come to an altar. Broken, bruised, and battered. Stand with me. I'm closing. Pastor Bradford. He said, "You take the lamb, you cover the doorpost, and you eat the meat." Do you need a more prominent picture? In Jesus' name, and the filling of the Holy Ghost in the Old Testament, than that. You got to cover the outside with the blood. That's getting in a watery grave. And you got to fill the inside. Eat all you want, eat until you're full. That's the Holy Ghost. And then you got to go take it to your neighbor. Because there's something about this Holy Ghost that you can keep to yourself. You want to know why I'm preaching the way I'm preaching today? It's because I've ate of the Lamb till I'm full and I'm running over. And I'm here to tell you, you don't know what you're missing until you get a taste of the Lamb. Come on, I'm asking you today, would you come? Would you make your way from where you are? everybody that feels like listen, I, I know this ain't for everybody but this is for somebody that feels like you've fallen away and you're hurt and you feel like you can never make your way back and condemnation is set in and convince you you can never be saved I'm going to tell you right now this is for you there's hope here today the lamb is here to let you know there is enough for you on a Sunday morning. Comfort, you don't have to keep going through these cycles of depression, cycles of addiction, cycles of chaos. The Lamb is here. I am Come on, everybody ought to be praying with somebody right now. here right now to pray with somebody. (laughs) Come on, there's still room. There's still room. I don't fit in here. That's the beautiful thing about the church. None of us fit. None of us belong. Now It's here right now. You don't have to leave. You don't have to leave and feel the same depression, feel the same hurt and the same pain. You don't have to leave and walk back to the same dysfunction. The Lamb is here for you, and there is enough.